Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, over the last, I would say about 20 years now, there's been a doctrine called the Major Questions Doctrine. And what that means essentially is that the, the court wants to make sure that Congress delegates authority to the agencies of the executive branch. And if the agencies go beyond the direction or the directives from uh, the legislative branch, Congress, then the court is going to strike those down. And we've seen several examples of that very recently, but, but specifically with regard to the student loan debt forgiveness program. The Supreme Court held that the, the statutory authority, something called the HEROES Act that was enacted after 9-11, did not contain any mechanism for a widespread waiver of student loan uh, debts across, basically across the, the entire nation. It was supposed to be limited to military, but in this instance, the court found that the executive branch went beyond the statutory uh, guidelines provided by Congress. And this is really uh, Civics 101 here, that Congress gets to make the laws and the executive branch is empowered uh, to execute those laws. But what the court is now taking a more forceful role in doing is saying that if Congress doesn't authorize that action specifically, then we're going to strike that down as unconstitutional. So this court believes that it is acting in a constitutionally protected fashion, that it is doing its job in the checks and balance system, right? Absolutely. And let me give you another example of this. Uh, if you go back to the eviction moratorium uh, case uh, during COVID, President Biden said before he announced this eviction moratorium, and this was something that would prevent homeowners and apartment owners from evicting people who don't pay their rent. And the the president said, I don't have the statutory authority. Uh, he, he proceeded to do it anyway. And the court said there is no statutory authority. There's no direction from Congress to allow you to simply prevent homeowners from evicting people who don't pay their rents. And that was under the major questions doctrine. We have the same concept here with the student loan forgiveness program. And I think what you're seeing here in terms of a trend is that the Supreme Court is saying to the executive branch, if you want to act, you have to do it according to the Constitution. And if Congress doesn't delegate that authority to you, then you as the executive branch don't have the authority to act. But on the other decisions that we've had in the last couple of days, the one regarding businesses and LGBTQ weddings, uh, that case out of Colorado, plus the affirmative action decision. are the, Do you lump those into different categories than the one uh, with the student loan forgiveness? Well, yeah, uh, yes. Those, those are a, a different analysis than we're talking about with the major questions doctrine. Let's look at the LGBTQ case. In that case, you had a web designer uh, from Colorado who is a Christian and said, I, I serve LGBTQ clients, but I'm being forced to create web pages 
that violate my not only my personal beliefs, but my religious beliefs. So really what this is an issue of is under the First Amendment, it's a forced speech issue. And, uh, and the court made it very clear in the opinion that this is not an issue of refusing to serve individuals because uh, the, the plaintiff in this case, the web designer, testified and the evidence supported that she served a lot of LGBTQ clients. So it's not a refusal to serve, but it's, it's a situation where the government cannot force or compel speech. And the court found that that's what was occurring under the Colorado law, and that's the basis for striking down or preventing Colorado from punishing the web designer for her refusal or her refusal to be compelled to speak in a very specific and narrowly tailored manner. And how about the affirmative action case? What should we be taking away from that? Well, the affirmative action case. Scott, you have to look at this over a period of time because going back to the Supreme Court cases in the 90s and the early 2000s and, and probably even back to the 80s, uh, the, the court announced that these race-based emissions policies for universities had to have an endpoint. In other words, they weren't designed to go on into perpetuity, but they had to have an endpoint. And the Supreme Court uh, ruled in the, in the college admissions uh, case that essentially we're at that endpoint, and they did so on the basis of discrimination. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts said in in at least one, if not two, prior college admission cases that if you want to stop discrimination on the basis of race, then you have to stop discrimination on the basis of race. And so, what the court found here was that Asian Americans were being prevented from attending Harvard and the University of North Carolina, not because of their scores, but solely and exclusively because they were Asian Americans. And so the court found that that was impermissible discrimination. And in essence was saying that if you are discriminating in favor of one group, then by definition, you are discriminating against a different group. And the court found that that was impermissible under the constitution. Brad, finally, uh, how do you see this in the context of the judiciary, uh, whether as it's working here in America? Because these issues are very sensitive and they involve things that people are very concerned about with LGBTQ rights and also affirmative action rights for uh, minorities and things like that. So there are very sensitive issues. But from a legal perspective, um, all of this is on the up and up. So I'm just curious about your personal thoughts. Well, I, I think this is uh, the opportunity that we have to take a broader view, which isn't very popular in culture today. But we have to look back over the course of decades as we look at how the Supreme Court uh, ebbs and flows over time. And for many decades, conservatives were uh, very upset uh, about the Supreme Court, whether it was the abortion cases or the gay marriage cases or other cultural cases that really impeded on conservatives. The, the conservatives were saying that the court uh, is moving in the wrong direction. And now you have the liberals in America who are making the same charge. So the court ebbs and flows over decades as people get replaced. And this court, too, will ebb and flow uh, as, as more presidents nominate additional members of the court. And so this is something on a historical basis that is not uncommon uh, it's just from a different perspective uh, this time around. Brad Young, KMOX legal analyst, thanks so much for your thoughts as always. Happy to help.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 